Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Happy holidays from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. This past year has been stressful for everyone, especially now that the holidays are here and finding effective ways to cope may seem impossible. That's why I trust my friends over at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's number one rated CBD company with the most THC allowed by law. Leave the holiday stress behind when you share Cornbread Hemp with your loved ones this holiday season. They even have gifts for your parents too. So from now until Christmas, enjoy an extra 30% off your entire purchase when you visit cornbreadhemp.com and enter the promo code BIGX at checkout. Enjoy the entire holiday season with a little help from our friends at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's first choice for all things CBD. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be, cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Jesus, Rash, get it together! It's game day, come on! Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. December 16th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. 96.1 96.1 on your FM dial, 14.50 on the AM, and streaming wherever you can stream, with the exception of iHeart, but pretty much everywhere else. And then podcast goes everywhere, including iHeart. We're happy to have you tuned in, listening on your Thursday morning. If you're just now waking up, yep, the big news did in fact happen. Urban Meyer fired by... Wait, what? You didn't see that, Ralph? No. When did it happen? Uh, six hours ago, apparently. One oh, in the morning. I was, man, I was, I was up pretty late too. Like, I guess I didn't check the Twitter before I went to bed. Man, suck it, Urban. What a loser. Gosh. Are you surprised? I'm surprised. I, I didn't know what it was going to take to get him out. I guess kicking a kicker in the leg. <laughs> and like, I can kick you whenever I want, mother. I, I guess that that was the line. That was the line. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. But uh, you know what? That's just another, uh, another way that shows you just the lack of respect that he has for adults. Can't treat people like adults. So. Um, hilarious about TJ to bring that up because I think we're going to spend a lot of the day talking about National Signing Day, but suck it, Urban. Get the hell out of here. 
What was going on there? Why couldn't I hear you two? You just like left. I don't know. Yeah, we couldn't hear you. We couldn't hear you. Yeah. Did you not hear the opening of the show? No, we did. We got to Urban Meyer, and I was like, wait, fired? And then you just went away. Well, I went away because neither one of you two were talking for about 20 seconds. Oh, we were talking. You weren't talking. (laughs) (laughs) Suck it, TJ. So, again, the thing I don't understand is did you hear me start the show? Yes. Urban Meyer fired, and then you went quiet. So I was was talking. Yeah. And you said Urban Meyer's fired, and we kept talking. If you want to go over the last 30 seconds where you weren't on the show, we can. But, yes, Urban Meyer fired. I would love more just to get to the bottom of how that what was going on because we were all here, heard you say roll call, then I started the show and then didn't hear you two, period. And I said, okay, well, something must be wrong on my end. So I dropped out, rejoined, then boom, you two were talking like nothing had happened. Yes, we, we were so talking the whole time. We were talking so something, whenever you something said, did happen. fired. I was like, wait, what? I could, and even, I think, I could uh, maybe even go through the script again and just repeat what I said if you want to hear that. Wasn't very no, insightful. I think you're you're missing why I'm why I'm bringing this up. Ideally, it doesn't happen again. That's the that's my concern. For not what you two had to say because I, you know, obviously couldn't care less about that. But more so, so it doesn't happen again. For what it's worth, it was on your end, TJ. Whatever whatever went on. Yeah, that's the funny thing, though. I mean, it's just like it was now. Volume was up, mute wasn't on, so something we should keep an eye on, I suppose. Technology. I guess if I don't hear you two talk, I'll just drop out, <laughs> restart. That that should that should help it. I uh, was surprised to see that news only because I was surprised it didn't happen like a week or two before. So that happened overnight. Nobody cares. Uh, he seemed like he is a total goober and probably will be remembered for this stint more than anything else he did in college, which is pretty funny. Oh, I love it. I love it. And what was funny, on my way up, I um, – I- hit the road to Ohio last night after doing all the signing day stuff. And I was listening to an interview with Joey Harrington. He did uh, part of my take and he was telling Bobby Petrino stories from his time in Atlanta. And it's these college coaches are just hilarious because, and he also had Saban at Miami and the way that they are control freaks. um, I don't know why they think they can get away with that just being complete jerks at the pros. And he said, you know, Saban, at least like, you know, some people respected it enough. Others just were like, no, I I don't have to do things your way to reach that point because I've had success doing it some other way. Um, But like Petrino was just a total, he would just lie to you. He's just a pathological liar. Urban Meyer is a little bit of Bobby Petrino and that he is a pathological liar. He's a jerk and he's a control freak. Very similar. It's just that uh, Urban was so bad, he got fired and Petrino just left in the middle of the night and didn't want to tell anyone. Yeah, it, it is interesting just why being able to maybe bully 18 to 22-year-olds works for some of these people, but then when they're – it changes from like 22 to 35 to 40 year olds. It doesn't work. And there seems to be an easy answer as to why it doesn't work. Uh, but good for, good for the Jaguars. And I don't blame them for trying and making a splash. And you get this new young college quarterback that dominated. You want maybe a college coach to kind of transition them over. It didn't work at all. Nobody liked them. That texter texted into the Thornton's text line yesterday and said, he noticed people on the team were just, 
avoiding him like the plague. You had the <laughs> the incident in Ohio at the bar, but the biggest takeaway were players didn't really care so much about that. You know, I'm sure some probably thought he looked like a total goober because he did, but he didn't fly back with the team was the bigger thing that everybody in the in the organization noticed. Supposedly that's just incredibly rare for a coach not to do and urban's excuse for you know normally it's like a death in the family or some serious personal matters or something like that urban's reason was because he was clubbing and grinding with some people at a bar so the team didn't respect him they didn't like him and, and they'll move on from him but Ooh, to start I've the got show a funny quote. Technical... I've oh got let's a hear funny it. quote here former jaguars coach urban meyer told his coaching staff per league source I had a better coaching staff at Bowling Green. You guys are bleeping terrible. And that's just the kind of content that I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss from him as Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. It never ceased to amaze me. He he provided wonderful content. And the worst part is, is that we didn't even get him involved in this crazy college coaching carousel. So, uh, man, Urban, suck it, buddy. You'll love to see it. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. What's he go back to TV now or what? Don't know. Mm, yeah, not sure. I think he. I think a lot of people lost some respect for him. So if he went on TV, it could be more of just a distraction. Although people don't really respect Skip Bayless or Stephen A. Smith, and they still get solid ratings somehow. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe TV is the is the call for him. And Roush, good point. He seemed to just barely miss the college coaching carousel. I wonder if there's some jobs that are like, oh man, could have maybe had Urban. We should have. We should have waited a little bit. All that being said, if I was a college, it, it, let's say the Kentucky job opened up tomorrow, wouldn't want Urban anywhere close to it. If I was just a college fan, regardless of where I was a fan, I wouldn't want Urban to be the coach. He seems to have mailed it in. Seems like he, seems like he's lost it a little bit. Uh, my buddy sent me a picture of the Urban Meyer family coffee table that made the rounds a few years ago, oh, where man. it was just like every centimeter was covered with a picture. Mm -hmm. And it was like, all right, well, that's not how coffee tables are supposed to look. This guy's, something's off. Something's not right. So I wouldn't want him anywhere near my college program, not because of the coffee table necessarily, but more so just that he seems to have mailed it in with a football coaching career. And I Hearing Liam Cohen talk about it yesterday, Roush, college coaching harder than the NFL. It, I mean, you you just got a lot more to juggle. You got to be a lot more hands-on. You got to be better with management, relationships, relationship management, the whole the whole shebang. And I wouldn't trust Urban at all having to run that whole operation. So uh, probably a blessing that teams avoided Urban in the college coaching carousel. But it'd be hard to ignore. It's a big name. He probably could get in some recruits, but I wouldn't imagine that ending well either. I think he's done with football. Ah, oh, man. It's going to be sad. It's going to be sad not to be able to point in life at him. And before mm -hmm. the technical difficulties that I think we all agreed upon were mutual, both ends were having some technical difficulties. Uh, that's not actually the big news. That's not what everybody <laughs> wanted to talk about going into today's show. It did happen basically in the middle of the night, uh, just a little after midnight. So you may have not heard it. So it was kind of newsworthy to bring up to start our morning radio show. But we just, everybody knows what we want to talk about. And Roush, that's when... We ended yesterday's show. We said, now just be on the lookout. Just because they say they aren't announcing today 
doesn't mean they're not announcing today. Let's just be patient. This this may not be over for today specifically. Let's wait and see. Shortly after we get off the air, Roush, that turns out to be true. I'm going to be making my decision a little later this afternoon. Initially, it was three. Shocking in this whole recruitment, there was a change of plans. I know, I know, it's just so surprising. They pushed the time back a little bit further, and Roush, we eventually got around to Keontae Goodwin's final, final, final decision. The final, final decision. He made it at five, and there was never a doubt, TJ. There was Kentucky all along. Keontae Goodwin will be a wildcat. Uh, still got to get that fax in, but, you know, it's semantics. We'll cross those T's, dot those I's. But he he announced yesterday at his second announcement that he will be a Kentucky Wildcat, choosing the Cats over Michigan State. Woo-hoo! Woo! The sense of relief. Man, there was one, it was a deep breath. I'm staying home. And then a big just, you could tell that, uh, it was really weighing on him and I, getting to the finish line was tough. But uh, all along, he said, you know what? You should probably just trust your gut. <laughs> and uh, and uh, oh, and I, I love too now that like, you know, you still have people like, well, his, sign, his letter isn't in. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Well, <laughs> would would you be surprised if you heard some news? I mean, maybe you'd probably be a little bit surprised at this point, but I think the lesson here is we shouldn't really be surprised with anything in this recruitment. All that being said, I'm with you. I, I think yesterday was the end of it. The plan is for the LOI to get in to this morning, today. Yeah. Let's, let's hope and, that that happens, but all is well that ends well. Yes, yes. And, and I, I love that uh, folks will read in anything just because like Simmons and Wilt Fong will say, well, the letter of intent isn't in. It's not over until it's over. And then people are like, oh, see, it, it, Michigan State still has a chance. Um, but I was at Aspirations Gym. I was there when Keontae walked in, and Mel Tucker was on speakerphone just pleading with Keontae, and it was just falling on deaf ears. So, like, I, it's, it's, all, it's all, all that's left but the fat lady singing. He's ready to move on to get to Kentucky in January. And – kind of put this in the past, this recruitment has taken up about a third of his life. And I, I, I now he can finally get to the part in his career where he can just focus on football, focus on getting better and playing with his teammates. And he can do it as the centerpiece of the highest ranked recruiting class in Kentucky football history, depending on what you look at. I think on three, the Cats are ranked 12th and rivals. I want to say they're ninth or 10th. Um, I mean, an amazing, amazing recruiting class. TJ, there's more four and five stars than there are three stars. And as we talk about this class, I, I was podcasting last time with Luck and Freddie. We got almost 45 minutes in before we even mentioned the five-star receiver, Barry and Brown. Like, that's kind of where this class is as far as depth of talent and just guys that can be impact players down the stretch. It's It was a, a remarkable signing day. And... I think if it's kind of, I think everything kind of went according to plan. The you know you, you hate to see guys flip, but I think over the weekend, once the Carlos Nicholson took that visit, you kind of knew what was coming. The writing was on the wall, so it was it was basically a best case scenario day for the Cats. 
Yeah, it. Uh, I mean, with the I guess one exception was Bogle going to Michigan State was a little bit of a, a bummer. I really yeah. wanted. I really wanted him in Lexington, but better to split with Michigan State than than to get swept. You got Goodwin. That's an absolutely huge, huge uh, finalization of his commitment. I guess would be the way to phrase that because you did have him committed. It was exciting. It was a big deal when you got him to committed. He took all these visits. You were able to keep him committed. That was a big deal. But then it was clear that you were going to have to to win it. You're going to have to win it on signing day. You never back down, Nick Roush. And for Goodwin, it's it's money time now. You go to Kentucky. You just start working really, really hard. And hopefully, I I worry. I, I don't worry. I don't care. But I, I guess I question the people in his ear that have been kind of guiding him throughout this process. Hopefully, they shape up a little bit uh, because that it felt like the recruitment wasn't handled the best possible way. Uh, and I don't really blame Goodwin for stuff like that. He's a kid. You have other people that are pulling him in a lot of different directions, telling him a lot of different things. Whoever is in his ear now, and even if that's people at Kentucky, now it's money time. The harder you work, the more money you're going to make. So forget about recruiting, forget about being the big man on campus and being wined and dined on all your college official visits. Now it's time to put in the work because for the next three years, most likely, the harder you work, the more money you're going to get. One in nil, and I'm sure that there's going to be some nice nil deals lined up for him once he gets on campus. And two, for the NFL draft, the ultimate payday. So the harder you work, the higher you'll be drafted, the better you're going to do. It should be – Goodwin's focus right now should 110% be on let's, let's get – Let's get me as the best football player I can get, and the money's just going to start to roll in. The On the one hand, Roush, maybe the hard part's over. The recruitment, the last five years, having all these grown men tell you that they know what's best for you and they've got the best plan for you. Now it's back on Goodwin. Now the all the attention's back mm-hmm. on yourself. You don't have to worry about all these other people telling you this or telling you that. Now you just get to work hard. The same way when he dropped all that weight, you get to go refocus and like you said, focus on your teammates, focus on your team, and most importantly, focus on yourself. Become a better football player. Watch that cash pour in. I can't imagine he would have a better opportunity at nil at Michigan State. I think if he wanted the nil stuff, he maybe would have gone to A&M or Alabama or Kentucky, ultimately decided to, to ring home, uh, stay home. And credit to Mark Stoops, Vince Marrow, UK staff. This was a hard one. This was a complicated one, Roush. I know you all know some behind-the-scenes stories, some of which you probably can't tell on air. Maybe someday you could. This was big boy football recruiting, Roush, and UK found a way to make it happen. That's what we needed here. No, that's it. you're exactly right. That's exactly what this Kentucky football program needed. And I think to your point, too, about the play, like, you know, he didn't say – he's like, there's, there's, there's no pressure – he's relieved that it's over, but there's no pressure for him. And he said, because I know I can do it. And I think there's, there's a, there's a quiet confidence there. He is a, he is a quiet guy. He's soft-spoken. You know, if you watch the videos, like that's just kind of his nature. Um, but he's got a real tenacity about him in the football field. He, he does need a lot of game reps. I mean, he bounced around to a couple of schools, uh, th- three and four years of high school. And then, uh, to top things off, like he, his last two years were playing Southern Indiana football. Uh, and as our buddy Big Money Mook described it, kind of a joke. So it's he's going to need a lot of reps. He plans on enrolling in January. He's going to need some hard coaching. And he's got the tools there. There's a ton 
a ton of potential to unlock and it can be unlocked with by attacking every day and and i think he's got that that work eth that work ethic that mentality to get it done i i don't know what it means from a practical production standpoint this fall but i do know that they, they keontae goodwins don't grow on trees and from the recruiting standpoint the like a, a big picture you've had some four and five star guys in your backyard that were can't miss kind of prospects and you couldn't get them done. You know, you lost Cedric Wills, you lost Damian Harris to Alabama, you know, and that stinks. Uh, so go out and like, they, they finally got one and they, and it took a while, but they had to prove it. And they, Kentucky has proved that they can consistently compete at the SEC level and that they can consistently bring talent in at the SEC level. They've stacked a bunch of really good classes on top of one another. It's a, uh, it's impressive. It's a, it's a, it's impressive what Kentucky was able to do on National Signing Day. Number 10 class in the country, according to Rivals, which is amazing. I mean, it really is. You, you are fourth in the SEC behind A&M, who had the number one class. Alabama, who has been doing pretty good at football for a while now. Georgia, who has been pretty solid in the SEC East. They've got things figured out. And then you go to fourth in the SEC. Who's next? It's the Kentucky Wildcats. Pretty amazing. Tenth overall. If you throw Texas in as an SEC team and Oklahoma in as SEC teams, then Kentucky drops to fifth in the SEC. Texas is ranked ahead of them. According to rivals, Kentucky ranked ahead of Oklahoma, Tennessee, Missouri, LSU, Florida. You, you name – I mean, you guys get it how it works – it's, it's remarkable. And I've always said with the TJ recruiting rankings, Roush, you you can buffer anywhere from – I forget the numbers that I say, but I think the numbers are anywhere from about 10 to 15 spots, I think, are the margin for error for recruiting classes where you can look at your class and somebody gets hurt, they never play football again. Somebody transfers, people leave – Class or there's just recruiting misses. These analysts are good. They're not perfect. And so I think you got to kind of buffer it anywhere from about 10 to 15 spots. Kentucky, if they go up 10 spots, they've got the number one recruiting class in the country. You, you drop 10 spots. You're still a top 25 class. Kind of going back to what Luckett said yesterday, that this basement's really rising. The floor is rising here for Kentucky football. So Roush, even if they're even if this class ends up similar to 19, where you some people don't pan out, some people leave, you're still talking about a really, really good class. And then if this class ends up being, what was that? Was it 16 was usually considered the best class that Kentucky's had? 17, maybe, I think 16, whatever it is. But if this class ends up being the best class like we think it's going to be, you're talking about genuinely one of the best classes, recruiting crops of Juniors and seniors are three or four years right there on par with A&M, Alabama, and Georgia. You should be competing for SEC East championships. It's exciting. Kentucky football has elevated its game. This recruiting class is absolutely nuts. You're seeing the 18-season payoff, Roush. You're seeing this season payoff and more good seasons, higher recruiting classes. I don't think it's impossible that someday we see UK finish with a top five class. Why not? If they could finish with a top 10, why couldn't they finish with a top five? The state, the talent in this state's getting better. Kentucky's just 
obviously they've got their pipeline in Ohio. They're getting more and more out of Tennessee. We know Tennessee's a great football recruiting state. Roush, I don't think you could going back to a famous quote, just getting started, bro. Yeah, just getting started, bro. I um would also say that there is a much more significant difference between number 10 and number 20 in the country. That's where I kind of differ on you. Maybe you can have a 10 buffer zone range from like, you know, 35 to 25, but number the 12th ranked recruiting class is much closer to the fifth ranked recruiting class. And then the top five are just in their own stratosphere kind of deal. Um, and this is to your overall point though, the part where like you can afford to have some of these guys not all hit, you know, like especially the the slot receivers. Like if 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 Jordan Anthony or Brandon White doesn't pay off, like you know what, fine. Like you got Barry and Brown out of this. You know what I mean? Like there there are other players where if one or two isn't a a, a surefire thing, then somebody else is there. You know, so I uh, man, big big time. Big time players in this class, some immediate playmakers in this class, and just like a few of the headlines yesterday, I, I think we kind of alluded to them. But you got the Tennessee Mister Footballs to sign. You're beating Tennessee. You got you, you beat Clinkscale for Dion Walker, and you also beat Georgia, two college football playoff teams. Um, and then you add a guy like. They were trying to flip a Fari. They couldn't flip him. They got that done. Jacoby Albert, you flipped a guy from Auburn. That's the guy they really wanted, and you're able to get him, and he could be a true freshman impact player for your team. You just can't, like, those are things that you couldn't always say in the past that you probably have never been able to say. You assigned three legacy recruits. That was something that used to be a complaint among Kentucky fans. Like, hey, their dad's played here. Can we not? Can we not get Jamal Adams? Can we not get Zach Martin? You're getting those guys now. You're getting your Dane Keys. You're getting your Nick Halls. You're getting your your Jackson Smiths of the world. And you got Brad White recruiting up in the Northeast, getting guys from Delaware and Pennsylvania. So it was, uh, man, a, a recruiting class that checks a lot of boxes, that's done a lot of things that that haven't been done here before. And we've, we've talked about this before already, but – John Summerall's not even – he's the head coach at another program, and you still have him helping out in the recruiting efforts. The culture at Kentucky is remarkable. Yes. And I'm a big fan of it. Unfortunately, I do have to switch gears very quickly, and we can come back to all this. But ding, 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 ding. We got a little breaking news. Oh, breaking news. Ding, 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 ding. We've got a Sullivan and Vince Tyre Twitter back and forth happening in real time. Oh, yes. Love May it. I? Oh, okay. Tim Sullivan, last night at 10.25 p.m. Question for Louisville fans. You can have one of the following, but only one. Which one do you choose? Volleyball wins title. Men's basketball beats UK. Jeff Brom hires. Tom Jurich returns. Vince responds to it this morning, just now, three minutes ago. Yep. This is the crap I'm talking about. Always antagonizing U of L and its fans. Just can't hear the room. You want to mix in controversial choices with our volleyball team? Come on. Try some topics reader want to read versus what you want to stir up. Old habits. Dot dot dot. <laughs> I do think it is hilarious that uh <laughs> he threw in Tom Jurich returns. <laughs> 
this is one of his poll choices. It's like the basketball team and the volleyball team, they're playing like in the next week, and you're bringing in like two options that are clearly not going to happen. <laughs> uh, it, like, uh, you know, yeah, that, you are right. Like, Jeff Brown <laughs> is not being hired. It nope. is December 16th or whatever day it is. And so that's not happening. And yes, Tom Jurch is not coming back to you about <laughs> in any fantasy scenario. Not even in South Park's imagination land can Tom Jurch come back to be the athletic director. All that being said, though, like Vince, it's a Twitter poll. It's a Twitter poll that until you responded had like 400 replies or had 400 votes on it. Yeah. Like it, he he is a he is a newspaper columnist. And he put out a hypothetical Twitter poll, and that's not something to get worked up about. You're no longer an AD, definitely, and I don't think he probably would have tweeted that had he been an AD. But Vince, there are bigger fish to fry. That is not a big deal. That is not something worth getting getting all fired up about. <laughs> don't you agree? Like, yeah, like it's it's he's giving it more credit than what it deserves. Exactly. Like, yes. Yes. And, and also, if you. That's the kind of paranoia of some of these f people who don't read the media. We don't pay attention to the media. Yes, they do. They obsessively <laughs> pay attention to the media. Uh, exhibit A. Exhibit A. Oh, yeah. Big time. They definitely do. And Vince kind of went off on the Courier-Journal and Tim Sullivan. Listen, there's plenty to kind of poke fun at there. There's plenty to actually be bothered by there. But this this isn't so much. This isn't so much. But great point. Yes, they are watching, they are hearing, they are listening. They see what people say as much as they say that they don't. And Vince Tyree's had it with Tim Sullivan's crap, although we have not figured out if Vince is aware that Tim climbed an entire flight of stairs. Okay, no. uh, uh, segment one done, not hour one. And we will come back. We'll maybe get into the Thornton's text line. we got to talk more about National Signing Day. There was more drama yesterday, both at UK and around college football, maybe one of the wildest signing days ever. And Kentucky played a role in that. So we'll come back. We'll talk about those things. Keep the text coming into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. What? What, I thought we were in the trust tree with in the nest, are we not? Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. Some of the replies to Tyrese tweets are just great. I wish I could like this tweet a hundred times. Another response. Yes, and if there is a way to get you back in the AD role, it needs to happen. Thank you for doing what I wish someone at UofL would do for years. Call his BS out in public. Another one, Mr. Tyre, been waiting for this for four years. Please keep it up. The CJ gotcha media is sickening. Sullivan's the worst of their crew. Well done. 
Another one says, don't forget Pat Forty. He said no one will miss Louisville basketball. Soli and him should be kicked out of the city for life. So don't put out hypothetical Twitter polls regarding U of L athletics, I think is the lesson that we're all learning here. Oh, man. Oh, it's good stuff. Can't do that at U of L. Oh, it really is just uh, Jelly of the Month Club, Roush. Jelly of the Month Club. And speaking of jelly, the jelly donuts at Thornton's. I'm not a big jelly donut guy, but the way the jelly just, you bite into it, it's this like delicious sugar ooze. That's slowly, the way to put it. Slowly into your mouth. And then you mix it with like the chocolate from the donut as your bite kind of brings all this all this together it's like a whirlpool whirlpool of flavor in your mouth it's just delicious and that's at thornton's and they got good coffee too so i'm told hmm it's great coffee actually i've actually never had their jelly donuts either but oh yeah we i accidentally kind of bit one in bit into one by mistake because the wide you know the that they're so big. The wide willies are so good. You, you know. You, you think like normally I see a huge donut and I'm like, all right, there's probably filling or jelly or something inside this one. I'm probably going to avoid it. And not that I hate them, but I just like, you know, I just prefer a regular donut. But Thornton's are so big that the regular ones yeah, it's true. look like they may have filling inside of them. So if you bite into one that's ginormous and it does have filling, it's an easy mistake on my part. But I was happy that I did. And I'm back in the jelly game. Anything at Thornton's, anything they serve up, Justin, just delicious. I really want to try the burritos. Yeah, they're great. So I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to a different Thornton's this morning to try out the burritos. Because the manager at the Thornton's I go to, not really entertaining the idea. Tell them to tell them to shape up. I'm gonna. Well, that's the funny thing is it just got renovated too, so they got all this added food space. Oh, it's probably coming. They probably just got to get their ducks in a row. Uh, tell them Kelly Leonardo or Alex Cupper say that they'll be getting a phone call from those folks. There we go. I'll just name drop. Yeah, just name drop. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins going to be out for six weeks for your Man, fantasy leagues. Big, by the way, big uh, big bummer for the Cardinals. Yeah, it's not good news for them. So that's uh, so for your fantasy leagues. Playoff time for most folks. Just something to something to keep an eye on there. Text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We'll get to that here shortly. Roush, did you see everything that happened at Florida State yesterday? I did. I, I was listening to the Fire Mike Norvell Twitter spaces for a little while. That was, man, that was perfect. Perfect. Yeah, it was. Uh, they're, they're, they're losing their minds. Oh, and, man. college football and, recruiting. Yeah. That, yesterday that's why yesterday was so great, TJ, because it can be so silly. So silly. And it was just perfectly exemplified in that Firemark Norvell Twitter spaces. And they also had one that was uh a juxtaposed next to it. It was like keep Mike Norvell forever. So you had the fan base completely split. It's just that there were like sixteen thousand people on the Fire Mike Norvell one and like sixteen hundred on the other one. Yeah, it, and then you had Dabo, you know, more good Dabo quotes as well. He just continues to look like a total and complete goober. But Florida State loses the number one player, not to Alabama, not to A&M, not to USC or Ohio State, but to Jackson State, Roush. We're headed to Jackson State. 
where Coach, Mister Coach Dion Sant, how do you, no. how does he want to be? Coach Prime. Mister right? Coach Dion Prime Sanders. The flip of the day. The, the number one player going to HBCU. The, so of all of the the fire Mike Norvell stuff was great and it was expected. The hilarious ones were all of the idiots who were like, "Well, I guess you can just pay for players now." Uh, where have you been? Like what? What? The worst one was that idiot Mike Farrell. He calls himself the godfather of recruiting. You're a moron, dude. They've been wow. They, they've been paying players as long as they've been playing football. You moron. Oh, I guess you can just pay for players now. Da, 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 da. Yeah, you can, and it's legal. It's above board, and it should have been above board a long freaking time ago. You dingus. God, it just it amazes me that rivals pays him money to be their face of recruiting coverage. Shock, Nick. I'm gonna need you to start differentiating dingus and doofus. Mm. He's a doofus, not a dingus. So doofus lower on the totem pole. Gotcha. Yes. Okay, doofus. You really that that was that seemed oddly personal. No, it it's just every time I see one of his takes, I just can't believe like they're just so bad. They are so bad that it it angers me that he gets paid probably more money than anybody at Rivals, and he's doing much worse work. Like Justin Rowland does ten times better work than Mike Farrell does. A dude is just mailing it in. He's a hack. And I can't, I just, I'm shocked that they're still paying him. Justin, I'm thinking Roush may be jealous he doesn't have the Godfather recruiting nickname. And so he's got to attack. Seems like it. There's, there's some sort of animosity there. He's coming for the nickname. And I don't, yeah. you know, it's a cool nickname. I would much rather be the good fella for recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, if he would have just phrased the tweet as now you can legally buy recruitments then nobody would have really had a major issue with it because you can, you know, that's what Nil has kind of set up. You can't so much as such say that, although people are, there's no doubt about that, but yes, for somebody that's been covering recruiting as long as he is, come on, you know, that <laughs> wheels are greased. I mean, it, he probably hears about if you're doing your job as the top national recruiting analyst, you hear specific numbers for I would at least say two dozen players a year, you would have to. You'd have to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we've been hearing numbers for players mm -hmm. for as long as we've done it, and we are tertiary. I mean, what small, was the number for Zion? Uh, you know? What was it? Yeah, something silly. Yeah, I don't think it was two fifty. Well, it wasn't like six hundred thousand or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I get those numbers mixed up. Anthony Davis was like. Uh, it's never like a million, you know, it's always like a weird number in the hundred thousands. Yes. Yes. Um, and you know, what's great too, is we actually might not be hearing those numbers anymore because you just have the, the nil boosters who can just pay them and it's perfectly legal. <laughs> the shell corporations. <laughs> what's it called? 15, 15 legacy or something big blue legacy, but they also have another name for it. Something 15. Uh, if you missed it yesterday, Kentucky's getting basically a nil shell corporation where you can just pay money to this corporation and their job, their business is just going to be giving it to the UK student athletes. So that'll That's be good. awesome. Yeah, that'll be good for recruiting and that, that will help things out. Uh, let's go to the text line here momentarily. 
Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Five zero two four one four fifty. An eventful Texan. Do we know about any nil efforts that might be made to keep Wandale in Lexington? Not specifically, um, but I think there is like a. Uh, everything I've heard is that it's not a foregone conclusion that he's leaving. Now I'm not going to say that. I, like I don't know what the chance is and what it would take for him to stay for another year, but you know Kentucky is preparing for that likely scenario so, that that he's leaving okay like, yeah. I, like they're, so they're, I just want to make sure i heard you right yeah like they're obviously preparing like the way they're recruiting the way they're adding people um that's it, it's it's clear that they're preparing for that to happen but everything i've heard too is that it's not a foregone conclusion and he's gonna have to have a decision to make so well if he doesn't like his draft grade you know, he's not going to get taller, probably can't get too much faster, although it could work on his speed probably a little bit there. But, you know, if he sees a fourth or fifth round grade, he gets a nil deal. We're talking seven figures plus in Lexington, this new big blue legacy, 15, whatever it's called. They throw in, they sweeten the pot a little bit where he's looking like, hey, I'm not making that much less than if I was make it playing in the NFL and I don't have to worry about getting cut and I can improve my stock and maybe get up to a third or second round pick. Second round probably seems unlikely, but third maybe not out of the realm of possibility. Not saying hold out hope for it, but I think stranger things have happened in, return, yeah. in regards to people returning or going. So, uh, yes, you are right. I think Kentucky is absolutely, and rightfully so, preparing for Wandale to leave. I just think in some of these scenarios, and most of the time we talk about it generally in basketball, like what are they going to do, what are they going to do, Mm-hmm. I, I think there's better chance to be. I think there's a better case to be made for Wandell returning than than some of the other ones that we you know we talk about and people wonder about. So I'm not planning on it, but boy, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, yeah, it'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, which uh, speaking of Wandell and Nil, he's uh, he's going to be signing autographs with Levis, Pascal, and Rodriguez Saturday at KS Bar and 100 or. 100% of the proceeds are going to the tornado relief. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Like 60 bucks for all four to sign something. So, boom. You mentioned it yesterday and won't give you a hard time mentioning it every day because for a good cause. Yeah. You're not, are you going to charity shame me? Nobody's charity shaming. We don't, this, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't charity shame radio. You know that. Oh, man. It was, uh, speaking of, I, that phrase came up yesterday because my wife, has like some coats to donate and she just asked somebody at her school like hey is there is there a way i can get like to something in jcps well you should be giving them to the people in mayfield that's what you should be doing and it was like yeah really god like i'm just trying to can you not just help me (laughs) charity shaming it's running rampant that's a wild thing to say to somebody as if (laughs) you 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 know what they've done how they've helped what they've given. People are so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. Oh, man. Uh, Texter on the Thornton Stefan says, if Goodwin doesn't know why he's why is he deciding today, can't wait until February, don't really understand why he's announcing it if he truly doesn't know. That's another thing, if you really kind of break this down and break down his quotes and stuff that he's saying. It doesn't like the stuff doesn't add up. Like, did you not know, or did you know that you you wanted to follow your gut and that Kentucky was family and home? 
Because if Kentucky was home, you know, eh, you know, it's whatever. He ended up at UK. These kids are confused. You got a lot of people with influence telling them this, telling them that. It's a tough decision. I hope he's happy that it's over. I hope he's really happy that it's over. Because for our radio, for our radio show, I really enjoyed the way it played out. It was funny live <laughs> radio yesterday. Yeah. That, that I, I'll remember that always. Yeah. All right. They can't take Goodwin decision. <laughs> I've decided that there is no decision. <laughs> and in true M Night Shyamalan twist fashion, that there was another twist. The twist oh, was man. he's not announcing. Just kidding. He is announcing. <laughs> it was amazing. It was a, it was a hell of a day. Hell of a day. A texture says send some heat into the text line Tuesday evening, and it didn't even get read. Trevor to the Hague. The hog. The we still can't figure out how to pronounce that. The Hague. Here's what the text said. Here's the te- the hag. Here's the text that didn't get sent in, because if you text in from three to six, unfortunately the Mike Rutherford show employees just don't care about the overall radio station. They only care about their show's text messages. Here's what this one says. No, I basically already said this, but losing Goodwin to Michigan State would be inexcusable. They're the same level program that we are. Well, hey, guess what, buddy? You didn't have to worry about it. Yeah, suck it, Sparty. Woohoo! Suck it, suck it, suck it, and suck it. See, that's why I, I think just Iowa is like one of the worst Big Ten teams that we could play. Like, good program. They're very, you know, they're likable. I, Iowa, they helped out with the tornado relief, stuff like that. But you don't have a ton of head-to-head recruiting battles. I wish so badly Kentucky was playing Michigan State. Get, get, yeah. How fired up would folks be for that game? And then if you beat them... You beat Iowa, it's going to be great. It's a 10-win season. I think Kentucky will beat Iowa, but probably not like a ton of – you can't really rub it in Iowa's face. You don't want to rub it in right, Iowa's right. face. It's it's the nice folks from Iowa. Nope, you're you're exactly right. Um, yeah, I, Iowa seems so harmless too, you know. Who's Michigan State playing? Um, Notre Dame. That sounds right. In the Fiesta Bowl. And I think uh, they have a bunch of opt-outs at Notre Dame, too, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry, Michigan State. You're probably excited about your bowl game, but you're switching with Iowa, and you're taking on the Cats. They're playing Pitt. It's much worse. Oh, my God. And the Fiesta Bowl? Um, I don't think that's the Fiesta Bowl. But either way, I think it's the Orange Bowl. Man, just that, that that would make more sense, the ACC team going to the Orange Bowl. Regardless, we're doing a we're doing a switcheroo. Okay. Texter says not getting Vogel definitely hurts because we absolutely need a legitimate threat at pass rush next season. I feel like we had barely any sacks this year, and that has to change moving forward. Can't expect these true freshmen to have an impact next year. Uh, so I was wrong. It was peaceful. Secondly, I, this was I saw this text as soon as I opened the text line this morning, yeah, and so I went to look up what say what. Orange Bowl is a semifinal game. Yes, yes. That's where I knew something felt a little off. But, um, yeah, I I disagree. Like I looked it up. Kentucky was 37th nationally in sack rate, which is pretty decent. Um, top third of the country. So, uh, or top, whatever you want to do. The, po- the overall point is true, but... That's where you in that you probably need somebody else if Jordan Wright doesn't return. Uh, but it's really hard to get a guy like Chris Bogle to come in when you're like, yeah, but you're not taking JJ Weaver's reps. I mean, 
what do you want a guy like that to say? Oh, sorry, I'd rather go to a place where I'm guaranteed a starting spot or a place where I've got to share reps with an all-SEC player. Like, I was just doing that at Florida. That's why I'm transferring. So that's why, like, that's why you can't – that's why Kentucky didn't win that recruiting battle. Yeah, I would have wanted them. And playing in the SEC better than playing in the Big Ten. What What's UK's sack rate in the SEC? You said it's 37th nationally. Um, I, I was just on – the website I was on, it just has national rankings. Because I, I, I think – you got to look. You got to compare Kentucky to the SEC. You can't do it to nationally. You know, thirty seventh um, nationally. If Kentucky finished with the thirty seventh recruiting class, we wouldn't be happy about that. Let me do some counting. Three, four, like fifth, I think. Yeah, six. There were six. Okay, that, the SEC. That's, that's yeah. all right. Yeah. And they were much improved from last year. Last year they got like no sacks. And in the last four or five games, I think they had like eight or nine. I mean, they, they really turned it on at the end of the year, really got after the quarterback, and that doesn't count how much production you got from Josh Pascal, where he was just forcing Malik Cunningham to throw it to nobody because he was scared he was going to get hit. I like your I like your baby voice. Is, is Andy <laughs> I, I like your Elvis, baby. <laughs> Uh, texter on the Thornton sex line having some beers watching highlights of our new recruits while Grove Street party in my old Kentucky home play on repeat this recruiting class gives me a rise in my Levi's to say the least here's to getting drunk on a Wednesday <laughs> oh, you think the man. coaches tied one on last night Roush yeah I think they tied one on last night Hopefully, finally, some of them got some sleep. Lee, and, what, what's going on, Coach Cohen? He was tired. How's it going with Coach Cohen? How's it going, Cohen? He sounded uh, tired. Hopefully, they all got a good night's sleep, and uh, we'll see it. See it to see. It. Wait, what? Oh, okay, never mind. So it's a it's a quiet period. You can call, but you can't visit. Yes, yes. It's also um, yeah, because last night they offered somebody. <laughs> They offered a transfer from Akron, uh, Kanate Rumfield. Yeah, six foot one receiver who had I don't know eight hundred receiving yards and eight touchdowns last year. As like a freshman. Yeah, yeah. Now it's Akron, so it's uh, hard to tell speed wise and all that running around dudes in the MAC. But um, yeah, so transfer work never stops. That, that kid has had, and they, I don't know if we've mentioned it or not, but Robinson from Virginia Tech officially committed yesterday. Yes. We knew that one was coming. We knew it was going to happen. Doesn't change how big of a deal it is. UK's looking at him as as much as a Wandell replacement as you can get. Really, to place Wandell, it's going to be by committee and by a group of folks having, because not, not one person's going to put up the numbers that Wandell did. As much as we love this Robinson as well. He's not going to put up the Wandell numbers, but he could help, and that's important. It could help in the return game, is from what I've read. That's a big deal. That could be – that was basically – that's been basically non-existent in the Mark Stoops era for the most part, except for that Josh Ali punt against Mississippi State. Thank goodness yeah. we had that. But that that was exciting to, to be able to get him. And this Akron player, at one point, look, you know, he visited Louisville and Vanderbilt and seemed like those were going to be his two transfer options. Now the big boys have come a-calling. Kentucky, Ole Miss, a couple other SEC schools I know are interested and some other big power fives as well. So keep an eye out on that Akron transfer. That's going to be one Kentucky's going to have to fight for if they're going to get. Uh, good player that I think people just 
see his numbers and see how much eligibility has left and think about his upside, he'd be a nice player. So uh, something to keep an eye on for sure. I like the name Kanate too. It really rolls off the tongue. I think that's going to be my next, my second son's name, Kanate Roush. Hmm. Keontae, Keontae, Duke. Kanate. <laughs> Let's end our hour one there. I think that's the perfect spot to <laughs> <laughs> really put a bow on things. In <laughs> hour one. Hour two, we'll get more into the tax line. Uh, do we turn the page and start talking basketball yet? I don't know. Probably not. Gosh, yeah. It's December, and we're reluctant to talk basketball. Well, Rather it's going to be a, it's a big game. It's an important game for Kentucky. It's a good way to race last Saturday's complete and total stinker, uh, but it's a tough matchup against a player that is going to give you a lot of problems. So we will maybe talk about that a little bit. Certainly will tomorrow, and we'll just see where the texts are going to go. It's your show on Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hour two coming up next. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Thursday morning. Roush. I didn't see that you're uh, you're twittering this morning. I enjoyed it. Thank you. You really made Matt McGavick. You really made Matt McGavick look like a goober. Matt McGoober. Yeah, I've never met that guy. Um, I think I just started following him yesterday because he was tweeting out some hilarious quotes from the Scott Satterfield press conference. But uh, there's a reason why Louisville didn't get in this. It's like, what are you talking about, you dork? Like, it's such a, we didn't want that really good recruiter, that, that really good player that grew up down the road. And I tried to use reason, but I just, man, doesn't I, get it. College uh, football recruiting, you got it. Obviously, Louisville's fishing in much different waters. Um, their class, they actually ended up doing pretty decent. They flipped a four-star kid from Florida State. Yeah, but, they took advantage of Florida State's meltdowns. Yeah, yeah. But, like, <laughs> just college football recruiting, it operates differently. And if you're going to be like, oh, man, why hasn't he signed yet? Or oh, we don't want to get into that. Or And, hell, I even saw people, wow, uh, can you believe that he hasn't sent in his facts yet? It's like, guys, just chill out. Just chill out. Louisville currently sitting at number 58 in the rivals team rankings just behind Cal and NC State and Oregon State and UCLA and Duke and Arkansas State. So, oh, Northwestern and Marshall are ahead of them as well. No, we are Marshall. Did Jackson State make it ahead of them? I don't see Jackson State ahead of them. Probably pretty close, though. 
Haven't really looked. Haven't haven't seen where Jackson State ended up in the recruiting rankings. I'm very much looking forward to Vluckett putting together his how Kentucky stacked up with the rest of the their competition. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, yeah, gonna be hilarious. Which by the way, did you see the state of Tennessee rankings? Uh I saw that you Tennessee was just a spot behind Kentucky. Is that what you mean? No, I mean like their their top eleven players in the state of Tennessee. None of them went to Tennessee. Oh, that's <laughs> that's awesome. I did think I, I saw something yeah. like that. Uh, that's that's great news. Yeah, three went to Kentucky. A lot went to Georgia, and some went to Alabama, and maybe maybe one went to Clemson. It was hilarious. Are Tennessee fans? What are they freaking out about that? Or I don't think they are because Hypo actually did make some decent moves. It just wasn't with Tennessee recruits, you know. Yeah, and the like, you know, the in-state road. That's a that's a lot of times that falls back on relationship things. It's easy to build and similar to Keontae Goodwin. It's easy to build a relationship early on with somebody that may end up being good when you only have to poke your head in somebody that's thirty minutes and or an hour away. And then if they end up being good, you can always fall back and be like, huh. Hey, you know, I've been I've been on you for a long, long time. So when Pruitt was out, a lot of those relationships probably got had to start from scratch for the new right. staff. So mm-hmm. Tennessee, while it's funny to kind of I love that. I love that stat. I wish it was that way every single year. It was probably just taking advantage of the coaching change the year prior. Yeah, it's not like you told a kid that trains a stone's throw away from your stadium that uh, I don't know if you fit what we want to do on offense, even though he's a top 20 player in yeah. the country. I agree. Like that would be that would be recruiting malpractice and just stupid. And it's probably the reason why he hates your school more than any other school. And you also didn't recruit any of his friends who are also really good prospects. There's still a part of me, though, while we talk about all this stuff, I just can't believe Vince Tyree got so worked up. He had to <laughs> he had to respond to a and now and now it's blown up in U of L media because it's now that that's going to be that's going to be a talking point of today. And the thing is, too, is Tyreek could have waited until Sullivan actually wrote like a story. Like he he was eventually going to get there. to To do it over a poll is very hilarious. <laughs> and to oh you know, yeah, seriously, that's a good point. Like he, if the poll got him, I wonder if Tim's Tim's not because I don't. Tim could have so much fun with all this stuff. Maybe he is. Maybe Tim's just this master troll, and he's kind of been like getting us all. In which case, I would just have to respect the hell out of that whole thing. But yeah, if Tim wanted to have fun with this, he probably thinks himself like, if that could, if this gets you that worked up on a Twitter poll, yeah, wait till my column on your antics and your press conference, which you know he he picked and chose what media Vince Tyre for that that sit down could come. Yeah. I think that's he, kinda, he, you know I think, that, picked, I think that, that's a very good look. Did he pick Tim and then say it to his face? No, I don't think I don't think the courier was invited. Well, I think Teague was there, the okay. beat guy. Okay, maybe so. so maybe, okay. maybe. I don't think, I'm still, pretty sure Tim was not there. It would have been very funny if Tim was there and he just said it to his face. That would have been much more like, it would have been much more of a stand-up move, you know? If you're going to say something, say it to my face. And how many, like, this is this is such the, is I don't think there's any adults kind of leading leading the charge at UofL. The amount of replies of, can't believe we got rid of this guy. Can we, it's too late to bring him back because he yelled at a columnist 
because he had a column. If anything, like if anything, it's kind of embarrassing on his part. They're such a fickle, fickle group. Man, and it, it was funny too. Pat Forty was uh, our good friend, our good pal. I was leaving Keontae's ceremony, and he was basically just telling uh, Sweeney, like, you fans need to get your stuff together. <laughs> it's hilarious. Who was saying that to Sweeney? Of uh, 40. <laughs> he was putting the onus on the fans uh, for all of this. Oh. Well, 40, I mean, make no mistake about it. Sullivan and 40 are goobers. <laughs> yes, uh, they are. They are. And they deserve to kind of have some fun poked at them. But I, and I'm not saying fans, if you're upset about that poll or you want to give Tim Sullivan hell for that poll, seems like there's more important things. I'm just kind of laughing that the AD, as of four days ago, now former AD, I guess I should say, is publicly making a big stink about that. About that. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make you look better, Vince. Nope. It doesn't. And um, I, I, I was. Aside from this, I was also amused at just how people were the talking point since this, since the like kind of moving forward. Yesterday was the kind of, all right, let's just move forward. We're kind of stuck with Satterfield. He's our guy. But him and the new guy, Haired, their their thing is we we don't have the recruiting staff. We've got to bulk it up. We've got to we've got to make some changes around here. We're gonna all gonna get on the same page. So Lil fans are like, you know what? All right. Let's let's get in on this. And Tyree's just not helping the matter at all. Not helping folks move on. Like, nope. I, I I get being a little ticked off after the way things unfolded. Um, but the quieter you are, Vince, from now on. Like no more calling press conferences, buddy. You just gotta be quiet and move on so the university can move on. But they never will. They can't help themselves. They're addicted to drama. Addicted to it. And I can't, like, I, I think we're in a perfect spot where we can just kind of get a taste of it, but we don't have to pay for it. It's like your friend that was 21 before everybody else. Like, hey, you got to go buy us booze. You got to. <laughs> and, it was, you know, the beauty of it was like my sister. I could, she lived right next to me in college and she was a year older than I was. And she'd always have to buy beer. But unlike kind of the people in the fraternity, Roush, I didn't have to hang out with her. She'd buy the beer, I'd get it, and then we'd go. Some of those early stages of turning 21, the people that you know that would go buy you beer, you feel obligated to feel like you kind of have to hang out with them. That's not that. That's the that's like U of L here. We don't have to deal with the actual problems, but we get what we want out of them. It's a it's a it's a beautiful spot to be in. <sighs> Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. It is, and you all should text into it. I can't Mix wait. Up a little bit. I can't wait till Mitch Barnhart goes after Jerry Tipton on one of his attendance tweets. <laughs> this oh, is man. the kind of bullcrap I'm talking about, Jerry. Man, um, <laughs> should we talk a little bit about the basketball game on Saturday? Yes, I'm excited for it, but I just don't want to lose. Yeah, and I'm a little, um, I don't want to say nervous, but yeah, not excited for it. It's going to be a close game. 
I, I have no doubt about that. It will come down to the final four to eight minutes. I would – Kentucky blowing anybody out of substance, like a halfway decent team, if Kentucky got a, a nice, sizable win, that would mean the world to me um, and, and be would make me feel better about long-term expectations for this team. I don't think it's going to happen Saturday. Maybe they could do that against Louisville uh, on Wednesday. I don't think it's going to happen on Saturday, though. I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to come down to the wire. We'll give predictions and that stuff. But a, a huge game for the four position. If anybody can slow down Liddell, anybody, this is an opportunity. Keon Brooks, you haven't been good defensively. You can make it all up by good defensive performance tomorrow or on Saturday. I don't think that happens. Jacob Toppin, your minutes, I wish you'd get more of them. You probably wish you'd get more of them. We don't really know your health status, but you go down there and you lock down Liddell, you're going to get more of them. So this is yes. a big game for a lot of people, Roush. No, you're, you're, you're exactly right, especially Toppin, because this is kind of the game we envision him being a player in. And throughout the summer – you could sense that he had stepped into a bigger role personality-wise, leading the team-wise, as one of the guys who was, was I don't want to say a mouthpiece for others, but you could tell that people kind of looked at Toppin. And it, now it's time for you to step up on the court as well. This is, this is your opportunity. You're going to go up against uh, – a really talented All-American, a National Player of the Year candidate. And you know what? He's going He's going to make some plays, but you have to make life on him difficult. Um, and you also have to make – just just try to make the other guys beat you, <laughs> you know. And, and I, I think the other thing I, I want to see from this game too, TJ, is feels like uh, some of the time, like Kentucky's offense is just really uh, – Stagnant, standing around, boring, dry, vanilla. Feels, feels like it's pulling teeth trying to, to get anything done. You know, like just get up and down the court. Like you have a ton of guys. Just go out there and try to run them out of the gym. I, it, it, it shouldn't be so difficult. Well, the issue was they there was a, there was times if you go back and rewatch there was times that they tried to control the tempo against Notre Dame. They try to speed them up. They the when Notre Dame would make a made basket they'd try to get it in and get up the floor as quickly as possible uh, one notre dame did a solid job getting back but the few times kentucky actually were able to speed up notre dame they just missed layups the, you know hard layups contested layups but they weren't able to get to the line either so you just came away with nothing it was as good as a turnover it was just a quick turnover you need to if you're going to pick up the tempo, you, there has to be some payoff for it. Otherwise, you're just rushing kind of bad shots. You need to get to the free throw line. You need to kick out. If you kick out, you need to hit open threes. Kentucky went 2-19 from threes. A couple of those were transition open looks, and they missed them. So you got to hit those. I I agree with you. Offense just needs to be more in sync, and they need to, to look a, a little bit better. I, I You said something that I, I really want to key in. I think you hit the nail on the head, is you make the other guys beat you but you can't make it easy for the other guys. And that's what something on some of these Calipari teams in 18 and 16, it's a trend on some of those worser teams where you just don't have a defender you trust to be able to lock down a player or to be able to slow down a player. So what ends up happening is so many other guys end up having to help or be cautious of this star player 
that it allows other people to have big games too. And unfortunately, we've already seen it once this season where Benchero was doing whatever he wanted. Kentucky would double, which I didn't think was always a bad strategy. There's situations to it, but I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's always a bad thing to, to double. There's, there's spots that you have to do it. And then that opened up Keels having a huge game. So one thing I do worry about is if Kentucky says, hey, we don't have one guy that can really slow down Liddell. We got to help. We got to bring this guy over. If he catches the ball here, we need you two to slide down here. And if they try to do too much to slow him down, it's going to put other defenders in bad spots. And it's going to allow Ohio State, who's a pretty talented team, to let their one, two, three, and maybe five. They've got a good five, too. Uh, Maybe let those guys beat you. So ideally, you can stick Toppin on Liddell or one guy if it ends up not being Toppin. He's going to get his. He'll put up numbers, probably get close to a double-double. But ideally, the other guys can still focus on their specific defensive assignments, Roush. Yeah, and oh gosh, the more I talk about it and think about it, the more nervous I get. Because I'm just, for me, it's not, uh, I just really want to have fun watching a Kentucky basketball game. <laughs> that's, 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 that's where I'm at. Like, this has been fun. Doing the recruiting talk, it's been fun talking about the future of Kentucky football. But the now in Kentucky basketball, I just don't know. Like, in theory, Kentucky is a better basketball team than Ohio State. They should be a better basketball team than Ohio State, but they haven't shown it to this point. You know, we've we don't we don't know what this team is. You've got seven games against crap teams, and you've got two games against good teams, and then against the good teams, you were just yeah, yeah, good enough to make it close, but not good enough to actually be a good team. I think this is a good team. Now you have to do it against good opponents. Tata Washington, you gotta you gotta be good against good teams. Severe Wheeler, play like an All SEC player. You're not the 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 chippy underdog anymore. You're playing for the University of Kentucky. Let's get everybody involved. And let's let's go ball out. Like I, I just I want to. Oh man, I want to have fun watching a Kentucky basketball game again. Really want that this Saturday. Why did we put the focus on Liddell and slowing him down and who's going to step up defensively? UK's guards need to just hit shots too. Yes, it's very simple stuff. I'm sure it's probably happened more recently than we're giving it credit for. But when was the last time a UK guard had a big game in a big game? You know, Mintz would hit some big shots last year from t- at times, but probably be and there were important, right? Yeah, I guess probably quickly, maybe, maybe that Florida game. I don't know what he ended up finishing in that game, but maybe Texas Tech before then. Point is, it seems like it's been too long. This is a big game on Saturday. It'd be fun if Kentucky, if if Ty Ty put on a show. I wouldn't expect, you know. 51 points or whatever Malik Monk finished with in Vegas. But we yeah, need would it be fun though. It, it's fun to see a guard take over a game. It's <laughs> been too long that Kentucky's done that. Oh man, that'd be a lot of fun. I think Maxie played well in that that Texas Tech game. I'm trying to pull up his quickly's game log from that year. Uh, I thought I thought it was quickly in that Texas Tech game. Quickly had 30 game. at Texas A&M. He had 26 against Florida the first time and 21 at LSU. That was a crazy little spurt he went on there Man. in mid February. That was fun to watch. I, I want a crazy spurt. 
I want somebody on this team to have a crazy spurt. Somebody spurt ability. That's what I like to call it. Remember that from uh, Clark Kellogg? The, was it Clark Kellogg? I, yeah, on those NCAA games. I do. At the gosh, those NCAA basketball games. I mean, the football games weren't much better, but the I think they only had about 16 phrases and it just would repeat 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 mm-hmm. uh there was the uh the dick vital it was anticipation it's making me wait keeping me ready <laughs> <laughs> I know that one scoots how's it going buddy did uh yeah you're too quiet today scoots did Indiana I- sign any players yesterday uh, yeah, so I last I saw, we were the number 20 recruiting class, so pretty good. Wow. Wow. Pretty good for Indiana terms. But, wow. yeah, I mean, in terms of my quietness today, so I didn't get home until 1030 last night. Did not realize that it was the Survivor finale. I thought we had one more episode. Dude, so I'm I so get mad. Home, no spoilers. On my couch. Oh. I got it spoiled for me this morning, and I'm very disappointed. I think I already saw the spoiler as well, probably from the same person, as a matter of yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah. And I'm very. We had, we had the challenge finale and Survivor finale. And Survivor finale, they're just like, hey, finale night, we're going to make it 13 hours long. Hope everybody can stay up for it. <laughs> like, why don't you just make, hey, this episode an hour, maybe an hour and 15, and then have finale next week and make that one an hour or an hour and 15? Jeez, Belize. Better yet. Yeah, they do the two hours thing. It's, better it's yet, go back to doing the finale on Sundays. Or do that. Yeah, I was I'm, I was fine with that as well. It always throw me for a loop when it was a Sunday and it'd be Survivor time. But yeah. But that'd I, be I, pretty awesome. Watch NFL and then end it with Survivor. So let's, <sighs> let's save the Survivor talk for tomorrow. Man. 10-4. It's also like one of – I've had so many Survivor finales spoiled because I would be watching an old season with my wife and we would just look up a player because we would want to see like what they looked like outside of Survivor and then you get so-and-so one season blank of Survivor and you're like, gosh, duh, got me. <laughs> so frustrating. It happens. It does happen. But uh, so you, you, what do you got planned today, Justin? You going to golf? Uh, I've got a work party today. Whoa! Back to back days with work parties. Yep, back to back days. Which one's going to be more fun? Uh, probably the big X. Which one are you going to maybe have a few more frosty beverages at? Uh, that'll actually probably be a lot closer. I'm I'm gonna turn up today. I've been talking. I was talking to the housekeepers for a couple weeks now. There's a couple of them that I like l- absolutely love. Really excited to take shots of tequila with them. Oh, is it gonna be fifteen dollars wow. shots of tequila? Yeah, probably not because I don't think they're bougie. Oh, okay. Do we have an update on bougie girl? A uh, little bit of an. I mean, we saw each other this weekend, but it wasn't wasn't anything crazy. Whoa, that's was, you, you wait till Thursday to tell us this. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to have Chuck Nasty slide in. I don't. I don't want. I, <laughs> I've got to keep this closed door so Chuck Nasty doesn't try to slide in and come on through. That's true. It's always best to keep. Got to protect myself. If there's one thing we've learned in three years of doing KRC, it's you want to keep things from Chuck Nasty. That's you right. give him a chance to figure things out. So what'd you all do? Did you go on a date? So no, I actually saw her. At, I went and saw her at work. So wasn't wasn't anything crazy. So she won't go on another day with you, but she did invite you to see her at work? No, so I just went on my own time. So she's kind of like me in the fact that she doesn't have a lot of time. 
Uh, and and the time she does perfect. have is not the time that I have. So it's been really tough so far. It seems like this is a, a love connection made in heaven. We'll see. No time. Neither one had time. Now, something tells me. Other. Something tells me this is going to be like a three or four month process before anything serious goes down. Before you get in sync. Yeah. And you said that her job. She's a. She's. She's is a dancer. The lady you of the night. Her, you want her to tell hey, her at work? She's a bartender. Oh. I don't. I don't go to dance clubs. Okay. Ballets. So, you don't go to ballets. <laughs> nope. So, go on a date, very expensive date, and then date number two is you paying her a tip to hand you beer. No, I don't. I don't consider that. Justin, I'm starting to get worried, man. <laughs> I don't. I don't consider the, me going in as a date. I just don't. There's a South Park episode where they kind of play on how people go to restaurants and think like pe- like Hooters waitresses actually like them. Mm-hmm. I'm worried that we got a similar situation going on here. Justin. That's good to know. You can take Roush and I on a date. I mean, we like, very, we like very expensive things. I'll go, I'll go from taking out a nine to taking out a couple fives. I'm good. Hey, I'll Although take the it. math, the math is more. Hey, that's a great <laughs> point. Good way to look at it. All right, let's take our last break. We got more on the text line to get to. Uh, it, we'll we'll clean up any remaining pieces from signing day as well. It was a wild day yesterday. We're obviously forgetting a few things, and mm-hmm. we'll come back. This has been uh, this has been a fun fun day of Kentucky roll call. Roll call. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Joey, have you ever been in a in a Turkish prison? Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. It's Taco Thursday. Hit up Salsaritas, one of their two locations in town, Middletown or St. Matthews, Middletown drive-thru. St. Matthews newly renovated. Download the Salsaritas app, and you will save money when you get your burritos, your quesadillas, your tacos, your chips and salsa, your queso, your guacamole, whatever it may be. You'll save a little extra cash when you download the Salsaritas app. Download it, scan it, save some money, have a good time. Don't forget the Blue Power Raid. Our friends at Salsaritas. Roush, what's up? Don't forget the Blue Power Raid. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. Um, man, I'm uh, I'm going to the Louisville Final Four game tonight. That'll be fun. Uh, we know how excited you are. Yeah, that'll be pretty neat. What how if I just red, jinx them? How, how much Undefeated. red are you going to be wearing? Um, I have a red flannel shirt. I'll wear that. It's probably it. You ever been to Columbus before? You ever been to Columbus? Did, is that where you went to your car? Uh, yeah, and you texted me like an hour before the concert, and you were like, yeah, we're not going to be able to make it. <laughs> well, I, man, I did this a lot yesterday. I felt really bad because I had a lot of people messaging me, and I thought I would text them. There was multiple times where I would go – to like re- look at my response and there was just like an empty message there. I hate when that happens. I hate when that happens. 
Yeah, I, I, I would make up that excuse from time to time, too. <laughs> Let's get to the Thorns text line, shall we? Columbus, Columbus is a fun town. I, I, I think you'll, you'll enjoy it. Are you all doing anything? Um, we might, if they win, we might stay up there Saturday night, but we're going to drive back tonight. Um, so we'll go up early and, you know, um, eat some. There's a good top golf. Oh, good top golf. It's kind of like, uh, not in the heart of Columbus either. So you can, you know, maybe it's on your way. Maybe it's on your way in or out. Wow. Top golf. Top golf. It's just the best. And it's, it's like, it's so classic Louisville that. It's been seven years of like trying to get a top golf here and they haven't been able to do it. Everything that goes on in this town, it really is just a, a larger Pawnee, Indiana. Yeah. Seen a call another press conference. Like, um, who's the guy that always would, uh, he would always have the affairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy was really funny. Yeah. What was that? He was councilman. Uh, it wasn't Hauser. It was, no. uh, <laughs> That the, guy was great. The Brazilian cave sex. <laughs> oh man, how did uh, you yeah. know? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dexart, Councilman Dexart. There we go. Yeah, gosh, hilarious character. <laughs> A texter on the Thornton sex line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says. Hey, guys, really excited about signing day, but Nick, just curious, who is enrolling early? Suck at Mississippi State for being our only negative on this day. And Michigan State for getting Bogle, but uh, those the MSUs. Boo, MSU. Boo, Boo. MSU. Um, I know Goodwin will be uh, – man, I had a good uh, – I had a good list of this in my brain earlier. Um, obviously, Robinson's going to be there, but – we're gonna get the final list uh, today before that. Pre- like they'll share it all at the press conference. So, but they haven't just yet. Man, I'm, I wish I had a better answer for you, but they're kind of escaping me. Is I there, think the Wades are, but I'm not. I'm not positive. Is the press conference virtual or in person? Uh, in person, but they'll have a live stream. Okay. So that's at well, one o'clock today. Uh, you'll be hearing be from Stoops America. So everybody be careful if you're driving. I know you're gone. You're out of town. Mm-hmm. But uh, And that just goes for everybody. Could be some nasty weather today. A texter, 502-414-1450. I can't deal with Kyle Tucker calling things dope. Just say cool, man. I would, uh, something so trivial I wouldn't let bother you. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, buddy. Dope, cool, you know. It, it, people have mm-hmm. People generally talk the way they talk with their friends. And maybe Kyle Tucker's friend group is a very dope group. They use dope a lot. He can't, you know, it's just the, it's the, the word that he's used to. Uh, Texter says, what a shame for MSU fans that they drove Keontae away, Channing. We want Goodwin. I don't think that was necessarily the case. They do have a large social media presence. They really do. Um, they really, really do. They're message board folks too. They're uh whoo. They got some takes on there. I guess that's every message board though. Very active though. Very. I didn't. Active. I didn't. I didn't see any of their takes or their message board. I'm sure they're just under the impression that Kentucky's cheating. Uh oh. There it was. It got much. It got much uglier than that. Like. Oh. Yeah. Like. He, he, people always blame the weather. Well, look at the weather in Kentucky. And it's like, buddy. Phew. 
some, some really rough stuff there on the internet. Here's something I really want to address because folks are losing their cool over this. It is 11 p.m. and Chad Simmons is reporting that Michigan State is, quote, still a factor here for Goodwin. Oh, gosh. So here's the thing. It's a recruiting website. They're my bosses. But it's an inch and we're giving it a mile. That's Chad saying, hey, it's not over until this thing is in. And he said that on like the recruiting conversation spaces thing. It's like aggregating our own content. Just don't don't read too much into it. I don't think the UPS store was still open yesterday when he got all that hoopball done. I also don't think too, like if I'm having that crazy day, I'm not going to be in a rush to get it done. Um, and whenever I asked if he had sent the the letter in, Keontae kind of just looked at Chris and was like, "We're we're doing that right." And he's like, "Okay, we're working on it. We'll get it there. They'll get it. They'll get it done this morning. Just we don't need to read too much into this." If Roush says not to worry, don't worry. Just don't read too much into this. Texter and, says, and you know what? If 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 it does end up flipping, then I would be losing some respect for Chris because if you got a guy making two decisions, he makes a decision, and then you're still trying to get him to go somewhere else, then I would like I would just lose some respect for that guy. Wow. Okay. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. Nobody wants to have respect loss. No. Especially a texture like, says Kentucky. Everybody covets Nick Roush's respect. <laughs> let's, let's be real here. Far and wide. Kentucky sent a message yesterday to the SEC. We ain't going nowhere. We're continuing to kick our fair share of your asses. So stop acting like babies when it happens. No, I want them to keep doing that. Keep firing coach. Anytime you lose to Kentucky, you got to fire the coach. Keep it up. We'll just bankrupt programs with buyouts. Gosh, keep, losers. keep doing it. Did you uh, see Florida's I, signing costs? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, eight people. Yeah, I, I think I saw that they were ranked like 50. It still had a Louisville, but uh, way down in the recruiting rankings. I love it. Love to see it. Obviously, it's changing of a coach. Florida will be right back in the top 15, top 10 next year. That's the way it should be. The, the, Kentucky's just got to worry about themselves, though. Got to keep, got to keep moving. And this is the when Stoops took over. You know, he talked about this stuff. It. It can happen. Kentucky can keep climbing, folks. It can happen. It's about investment. It's about money. It's about recruiting. And it's about fans showing up because, as I'll say a million times in my life, nobody wants to play in empty stadiums. Nobody wants to coach in empty stadiums. Fans show up, more money into the program, more money into the program, more ways to give to the student-athletes, more ways to give to the student-athletes. The better student-athletes you get in, the better student-athletes you get in, the more program success, and then it's just a wheel that keeps on turning and turning and churning, and then it's burning wins against teams like Louisville and all the crappy teams on UK schedule, and then they finish in the East. Ideally, you move up a spot, you finish first someday, Roush. Yeah. Uh, to steal a line from uh, our good friend Adam Luckett, Kentucky is on a collision course with Atlanta. Love it. Love uh. it. Can't wait for it to happen. Yep. That's going to be the amount of Kentucky fans that will be at that game. I'll feel it'll I'll feel awful. bad for the West team. It'll be a it'll be a road game for you. TJ on Texan, a scale of one to ten. TJ on a scale of one to ten. How would you rate this season of the challenge and why? No eating challenge for the final was so soft. 
I was disappointed in that decision by the production. Uh, I would have liked to see that. I won't give any spoilers, but I really enjoyed this season. I'll, I'll give it a solid nine. Oh, Rip. wow. And and maybe ask me in a week or so, and I'll give you some of my complaints. But I don't want to spoil it for anybody that saw it. So we'll 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 wait. But I I thought it was a good season, very enjoyable. Yeah, good. Your voice Glad cut you out off after the word fired. Huh? Wonder what happened. Mm. Texter says, so why hasn't UK announced Goodwin as a signee? Has he not signed yet? Yes, we've talked about that. Remember, you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. That that sign letter should come in this morning. Yes. And uh, our good friends at Cornbread Hemp, they sponsor every Kentucky Roll Call podcast. Go to cornbreadhemp.com, put in the promo code Big X, you get 30% off your order. Just give these bad boys a shot. 25 to 1 ratio, CBD to THC. Great product. One I'm going to be doing, <laughs> going to be using to relax after a crazy, crazy, crazy signing day. Yeah, Broush finally got around to giving Justin and myself uh, a sample. Now I know kind of what I like and what what I want to try, and I'm gonna. I'm, I can't wait to to go online and order some for myself. Uh, appraising slowed down a little bit, so I'm accepting orders a little bit further away, traveling to some other counties here and there. And yesterday was a busy travel and drive day. So after getting back off the road, just popping one of those buddies, just mm. relaxing, being able to to just settle, just just settle in the right way, right? Yeah. So I think yeah. that's the way to describe it. Good way to settle down and relax. So I, check out Cornbread Hemp today. I always sleep really well, so I have a hard time figuring out what it did to me. But two nights ago, I took one and I slept phenomenal. <laughs> sick, sick, sick brag about always sleeping well. Oh, I do. Oh my gosh, I, it's incredible. If there if there was a top twenty five for sleepers in the country, promise I'm in the top twenty five, firmly etched <laughs> in the top twenty five. Maybe there's something about having the mattress on the ground and sleeping in Siberian winters. Maybe so. Yep, <laughs> it works for me. Well, they do say that that this is not to not to get totally dark and grim, but they do say that freezing to death is one of like the more peaceful ways to go. Because you just what? fall asleep, like you, 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 your body will just shut itself off, and then you'll freeze to death. Maybe you're just kind of like bordering close on hypothermia, yeah. And it, and it's a, you're finding the sweet spot. <laughs> My body's just shutting down. Yeah, you're finding the sweet spot between not dying, but your body <laughs> just basically saying, "Hey, we're shutting off to conserve energy and warmth here." Whatever's going on, I'll take it. I love it. I sleep over at Justin's to figure out the secret sauce here, <laughs> Roush. Bring your own mattress. <laughs> uh, Texter says, Urban will probably go back to college where he can resume coddling the future murderers of the future. We'll just leave that one be. Roush, I just have one question. How in the fart is this dork in Missouri pulling a top 15 class? Uh, the state had a lot of really good players this year. So he just basically recruited the home state and he landed a quarterback early on. Um, but don't worry. Drinkwitz is a loser. Um, suck it, Eli. I wish Missouri would just calm down a little bit. Like I like where Kentucky's at in the East. I feel comfortable with where Kentucky is in the pecking order with some other programs. Missouri's one I wouldn't mind just letting that one be a layup instead of like a contested mm -hmm. a contested drive to the hoop. Yeah. Yeah. Doing just so, enough to feel free to start sucking, Missouri. 
I think someday Missouri will be the layup that we think. Someday. But St. Louis is a great place to, you know, be the home school for. Right, right, right. Uh, that's a that's a good spot. A texter on the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. John here, good morning, buddies. Wow, keep this recruiting up. The national championship is within reach for our football cats. Holy hot cross buns. We have an exciting Thursday night game. Chiefs versus Chargers. I hope my Chiefs get the job done. Who do you all have your money on? We'll got to go talk to you later. Oh, man. I'm pumped for this Thursday night game. This is one I'll probably stay up and watch all of it for. Um, I think the Chargers... I keep saying this. I, I think the Chargers are going to click eventually. I think they click on the road tonight. They've been clicking quite a bit. Do, do you know the number on that game? I think three. That Chargers are three four. points favorite. I saw it four. Oh, man. They're that big. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited for it. It's going to be a great game. Great game. What's, what's, what's it matter to you what the number is, Roush? You're in Ohio. You can't bet. Well, uh, the wife like we're very close to indiana so i could drive over there oh. and ohio's getting gambling but it's not until not yet yeah it's like march 1st or something something like that but and soon enough they're the last state bordering kentucky that doesn't have sports gambling since the chiefs got blown out by the titans they have not lost yeah and including been... some impressive wins against the packers and cowboys although obviously injuries played a big role in that and they did score 48 points last week so make no mistake about that but raiders stink they beat the Broncos. I think the Broncos stink. I know they're in the playoff hunt, but that speaks more to how crappy the bottom of the playoff hunt is. They beat the Raiders again. Again, we mentioned the Raiders aren't very good. So I still don't think that they have really clicked against a good team. A road, a big road win in Los Angeles tonight would be a, a big deal. So I think tonight they get it. I'm with you. Give me Chargers and the points. Oh, you want to do a you want to do a little friendly bet? You just said Chargers get it done. No, Chiefs. Oh, Chiefs. I, thought, I thought you said the Chargers get it done, too. I'm, I'm waiting. I, I said I think the Chiefs go in L.A., get it done. Well, if I if I misspoke, apologies. But the whole no, round, about it, I think the Chiefs click tonight. I'm not confident betting, no. But you said the Chargers. I, I think the Chargers get it done. But, yeah, I don't, I'm not confident enough to make a bet on it. Okay. I, I'm going to owe Roush like $1,000 in a couple That's weeks. So. Yeah, yeah, really going to owe me a lot of money. What's All of your for? money, maybe. Uh, <laughs> we've got a bet on the Bills, Patriots, or the Patriots beating the Bills twice, and then uh, the Colts and Titans division. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. Forgot Which, about that. that was a complete idiot of a joke. <laughs> what a stupid, dumb idiot. Could you break down how many four or five, four and three stars we signed? How big of a difference is there between a five and a four star, Roush? Um, so sixty-three percent of the class is blue chip recruits, aka four star or higher. Um, and of I would of say Kentucky, of Kentucky's class, which is a huge deal. Yeah, like it's normally thirty or forty percent is, or actually, I'd probably say forty percent is really good. This is kind of unprecedented that there's more four and five star guys than three star guys. Uh, in I think it's the first class that's ever had a couple of five stars. They've got two. And the difference between a four and five, four is saying you're going to be a, we think you're a multi-year starter in college football. Five is this guy, we think you're going to be in the NFL draft. We're, we're that confident. And there's usually only about 25 to 30 a year. Uh, so, yeah, um, I, I think uh, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. The, the big thing with the blue, I, I just said blue chips because – 
there's something that uh, recruiting analyst Buddy Elliott calls the blue chip ratio. And if you, you, I forget the actual number, but when your roster gets to a certain point where X amount percentage of your players are blue chips, like you need to reach a certain barometer to be able to compete at a certain level. Like it's just, it's Jimmy's and Joe's. And Kentucky's is, is steadily, steadily improving. And that's a good thing. And uh, as Kentucky, just for people that recruiting matters so much, Kentucky recruiting has gotten better the last several years. The results on the field have gotten better the last several years. It's not, it's not a secret. And that's why part of the reason with the delusional U of L fans, Roush, it's like you all are not like, you're not going to take terrible recruits and always turn them into great players that can happen. in one offers here and there, you can find hidden gems, diamonds in the rough Kentucky has, but you're not going to get like for the, for the most part, you're not going to get diamond in the rough classes. You're not going to get the 70th rank recruiting class that storms to the college football playoffs. It, just isn't going it's not reality so recruiting matters and uh jimmy's and joe's you win games on signing day and kentucky wins them yesterday slowly moved up from like the back end of the 30s to the upper 30s into the 20s into like the 25s and then it has taken it has taken a big class and pushed up near the top 10 right at the top 10 so huge deal a lot to be excited about get season tickets if that's your sort of thing hey Hey, nick Nick. go ahead I was wondering if we were still in the hunt for Davison and Igbunison. Thanks, Trey. P.S. Loserville sucks. Suck it cards. Yeah, I think so. Thanks for the text, Trey. Yeah, we appreciate it. I'm pretty sure. But um, he's not announcing until January. I think they're still in the hunt. I would hope that they are. Keep in on that guy. He's got good tape. I like. Uh, I, I think he would fit really well into what Mark Stoops would want to – how he would want to use him. So I'll be a little bummed if that kid ends up not picking Kentucky. My gut tells me that he'll probably end up just staying home. Uh, I have no idea, no inside info, just kind of reading the articles that anybody else can read. But keep on him. Put the pressure on him. Tell him SEC. You know, tell him about Mark Stoops' defense. Tell him about potential playing time available. I'd like to get that kid. Yeah, it'd be pretty nice. Pretty nice. But the you did get on. a nice safety though with Jacoby Albert. So, yeah, and Zay Frazier committed, right? Yes, he did at like six o'clock last night. So, yeah, I don't like his tape as much as I like Nicholson's. But hey, Nicholson's in the past. Now Kentucky's just going to be thrown all over that dude. His 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 tape too was the most comically bad tape, and I don't mean from. What was on it? I mean, just the quality of it, like the the, the camera shaking the whole time. It's like somebody just took it with their phone. It was it's so bad. It's 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 hilarious. Freaking JUCO man. <laughs> Texter says, "Did you all see U of L sign someone who's only played football for like seven weeks? Yeah, they they got an offensive lineman who was a whose profile picture is him playing basketball." Um, I also appreciated that Vanderbilt, uh, Barton Simmons used to be a 24 seven analyst and now he works for Vanderbilt. And when one guy signed, he was like, man, one of the best edge, uh, best pass rushers in the country. And he's from two other countries though. And it's like, Oh, I see what you did there. He's the best pass rusher in England. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Oh, you, oh gosh. Vanderbilt. A texter says, I missed the first story. What's the real story with Goodwin and Michigan State being a player? Roush talked about that in detail, so please go back and listen to the podcast. Nothing to worry about. 
And if it is, then it's just going to be like, I, I don't, I don't have the energy to still be worrying about if Goodwin's going to send in his facts. Like he's just got to dot T's cross eyes. Mm -hmm. The Joel uh, texter says housekeepers. That's hot, bro. <laughs> not, wow, not so ours. So, wow. So Justin uninvited just showed up at the girl's office security. There's a man on a scooter with an iguana. We need to remove from the lobby. <laughs> Turns out she's a bartender, and Justin went there. And what if Justin just got like blackout drunk with her bartending? Really made a fool of himself. I oh, damn man. near did. I had three Kentucky bourbon barrels. Whoa! So you were trying to kind of peacock a little bit, show show her how much the old JK forty seven can take down. Oh, she already knows from our first date. Then you drive home. <laughs> yeah. So is that when you totaled your car? No. <laughs> okay, Justin. good. We do not. Thank, thank God. Buzz driving is drunk driving, Justin. Don't you know the commercials? That's right. I know. Texter says, turned on the show and Scoot says, I don't consider me going in going in as a date. Going in what, Scooter? Going in what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good text into the show. Anyone else saying, I thought Roush may take over and read one, but never mind. Anyone else saying Roush was full of crap when he said Goodwin might not come to UK because of all the unwanted attention? Dude loves the eyeballs. Well, I mean, I, I don't think he does. It's tough to say you don't like attention and then have everything unfold the way that it does. So now, it could have been bad luck. Could have been unforeseen circumstances. Could have been other players who like the attention. Uh, but, like, I was with him at most of the catwalks this year beforehand, and he would get so awkward whenever – like there were there were some awkward interactions with folks because they were chanting Keontae Goodwin or like when just like a like you could tell he was getting used to the like strangers coming up and talking to him and telling him how great he was and stuff like that. He obviously takes it all in stride, but all in all, is uh, I don't I, I don't think he's you know shouting his name from the mountaintops. Yeah, I, I think you could personally in I think you could in person be awkward with some of this stuff and not enjoy it, but then when you're not in person, love to see everybody talking about you and see see you on national news, see you on the bottom line, see you on tickers and stuff like that. They're not mutually exclusive necessarily. Point is, it was a lot of drama there late. I could get why a lot of folks were annoyed by it. At the end of the day, he ended up at Kentucky. Who cares? Texer on the Thorns text line says, Screaming Leech on your program opening is ridiculous. Oh, love it. One of, the best, love one, it. Of, one of the best calls. Yeah. Probably need more of it, actually. Just all Screaming Leech. And you don't very – you don't often get UK football walk-off wins. In my lifetime, there's only been a handful of them. That was one of the best calls of the handful. Uh, in the Stoops era, Roush, let's see if we can name them. The Missouri game, the Mississippi State – uh, 50, what, 54 yarder, whatever it was, 51 yarder. Uh, Austin McGinnis. Uh, yeah. And I, I think you would say Florida, the down in the swamp, because they had like, they could have made a big play and then you had the strip sack and it ended the game. Ooh, talking. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's true. All right. We'll say Florida. That was a walk off win. You could have had Northwestern in the bowl game, but yeah. you got completely hosed on that one. Gosh. Steam my biscuits. Not because I want to beat Northwestern, but you just want to win your bowl games, you know? Right, right. Man, 
Yeah, so they're fewer and far between. Always a good time, though. A texter says, so Chris wanted him to go to state. Oh, no, Vaughn stole his NLI and will be the next headline we see. Man, that would be wild. <laughs> Didn't that happen with a parent or something? A parent uh, stole an NLI? Be. Yeah, yeah. When It's definitely happened once before. Yeah, I think so, too. Gosh, college uh, football recruiting, crazy. What's the last one we got here? Roush, I'm loving this debate with you and Mr. Matt McGavick. Yeah, because he's like trying to cape like, oh, this is why Louisville didn't go after him. It's like, no. Like, not going after somebody because you don't want to like that that's college football recruiting. That's like we don't want good players. That's what you're saying. It's stupid. Stupid line of thinking. College football recruiting is crazy. You want to recruit the biggest players you got to deal with some stuff that's that's just how this goes and kentucky fans we've got an introduction to it uh with the keontae goodman saga it's just it's there's gonna be some wild twists and turns and you just gotta enjoy the ride and we have to this point in hell it's technically still not over so once that fax comes in and things are officially official uh folks will finally be able to breathe a, a sigh of relief and those are the facts before the facts. Uh, my buddy says Alex Collins' mom stole the NLI when he signed with Arkansas over Florida. Um, I knew that. I thought, I, I, I thought it rung a bell. Secondly, if you're a UL fan and somehow you find yourself listening to Kentucky Roll Call, we appreciate it. Good to hear from you. You, you. you all need to be the ones to push back on Matt McGavick, not Nick Roush. If Louisville truly stepped away from this recruitment because they thought it was too big of a headache – it shows how far U of L recruiting has fallen. If, it's embarrassing. If a, guy in your, if a guy in your backyard is deemed to be too much of a headache, but a lot of folks are looking at him as a first round, maybe a top fifteen NFL draft pick. But you get paid a million dollars. How many millions of dollars a headaches. year? Yes, exactly. And you are seeing Kentucky absolutely dominate you in the trenches. And then you're going to go like this Goober's tweet saying there's a reason UofL didn't get involved. Yeah, the reason another is there's a reason UofL had no chance getting him. That's the reason. They also told him that he didn't fit their system. That was that's what they said. Yeah. So stupid. If you're a UofL fan, you don't need UK fans to push back on Matt McGavick's line of thinking. You need you all need to. These are the players you need to get if you want to stop losing to SEC teams by 40 points. That's our show. Everybody have a great day. Thanks for all the texts. Tomorrow's going to be a Friday edition. Should have a good time. And we will see you then. Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Gale. See y'all later. Galileo, Galileo, Galileo Figaro. Magnifico!